Greetings! Salutations! I'm Francis, And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. So today is Sunday, April 25th. We are, um, we're finishing up, finishing up book nine. Big day. Big day. Big, Big day, day for a multitude of reasons. Um, not only are we going to find out how Mia is just like feeling in general, feeling about people, feeling about JP maybe, but also so we get feelings. to hear how Dr. Liz Hunter feels about Mia and JP. And Welcome back, Michael. Dr. Liz. <laughs> Thanks. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> Our second repeat guest. Yes. Quite the honor. Through. It is an honor. I'm honored to be invited back. <laughs> How yeah, are you, you feeling? Well, Do you so feel excited. like this is just old hat? Oh yeah, by now, you know. I've been <laughs> on before and keeping up with all your podcasts, so. Oh, that's oh, so nice. nice. <laughs> we love an avid listener. Um, well, before we get started, Liz, since we've already introed you, we thought we'd play a fun little game. Francis and I were texting back and forth just about your likes, your interests, your hopes, your dreams. And we thought it would be fun to talk about, we'll each uh, share our favorite donut and our favorite alcoholic beverage, because Francis <laughs> noted those as two of your favorite things. <laughs> if you want some like quality donut content, do yourself a favor and follow Liz. <laughs> yes. What are the things you think of with Liz? <laughs> I mean... I think that kind of sums up. I don't up think that's wrong. I think that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll go, Mike, do two donuts. So my classic kind of in the U.S. donut is a strawberry frosted from Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. Can't go wrong with that. Um, but Dublin has a serious donut, like, bubble going on right now. So there's all sorts of donut shops. And my favorite is... The Molly Malone donut from Rolling Donuts, which is like an apple crumble donut. So it's Ooh. got like a, you know, frosting and, and a cinnamon apple filling and then like Ooh. crumble pieces on top. So that's definitely, I think, my top donut in Dublin. That sounds Wait, really before, good. Yeah, before you say your favorite alcoholic beverage, are we saying an alcoholic beverage that would pair well? Oh, I wasn't. (laughs) I'm just going to say my favorite. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I feel like to pair with that donut, it would probably be something whiskey related. Certainly. I I would need a, yeah, something whiskey. Having like a nice, like, Jameson straight would be like kind of delish with an apple donut. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Whiskey and apple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you're not pairing with a donut, what what's your go-to bev? Probably a good gin and tonic. Mm. Mm. Very nice, very nice. classy choice. I think the last time I had gin was in House Five, which we mentioned in Liz's previous episode, which is the house we live in. Um, and I have not touched it since, and I I have I don't think I ever will again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those things it's like fireball yeah. like I, I think we all have one of those it's like that one liquor you'll never drink yeah. again <laughs> yeah which is a shame because I really would like to have like a, a traditional martini but I just have to stick to vodka martinis because like still classy still classy I mean obviously yeah, pinkies yeah. in the air um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um Jordan I feel like you should go second 
Okay, I will go second. Mine are very simple. Um, my favorite donut, I love all donuts, but my favorite is probably a chocolate-covered custard-filled. Not cream-filled, custard-filled. Ooh, okay. Um, that's probably my favorite donut, and my favorite drink, obvi, I've mentioned it before, is champagne. I'm yes. consistently judged That's for it, and one. I don't care. <laughs> I don't judge you for that. I am Thank not at you. all about the champagne. Or, like, it doesn't have to be from the region of champagne. Sparkling wine will do yet. as yeah. well. <laughs> I find it very impressive, because if I drink champagne, I get fucked up. Like, drink one. I am, like, I'm, like, in the party! Like, I, I think I have, I have a friend like that who's even she just like smells champagne and she is off it's, oh that's i funny. think it's something with the bubbles i, I think, I think so. it's my love for it is genetic because i had this fabulous grandmother who would just drink bottles and bottles and bottles of champagne like every weekend um and she had a very specific brand she likes and um i don't i don't know so i think it i come by it honestly but yeah, that's that's my favorite drink. It's one of the only things I drink, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Champagne and red wine is pretty much it. I mean, um, that sounds you're living your best. Um, yeah. What's scan Olivia Pope life? Oh, true that. I need those wine glasses <laughs> she has with those really skinny oh my stems. Gosh, yes. So and like the, it's a full, it's a goblet. It's yeah. A full goblet. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very round. <laughs> um, right, okay. Um, I. I, I feel like I'm copying you, Liz, but I was going to say apple fritter Ooh, is like my absolute favorite. Yeah. Like if I could only get one, one donut for the rest of my life, it'll be an apple fritter. Um, and then favorite drink would probably be because I don't, I only order it if I'm like, I don't order it a bunch, a bunch because like I want to savor it is like definitely a Guinness. Mm, nice. I love it. Yeah. Jason oh. Momoa likes Guinness. <laughs> he does. He does. He, that's how he and um. What's her face? Lisa Bonet. They like, (laughs) whatever. I'm sure she's like, she's probably a big badger. Like, who even knows? Like, is she even pretty? Is she talented? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I'm not a fan of Guinness personally. Dark beer is not my my bag, but I know that it's like a really, like, it's one of those drinks you like savor. Yeah. It's a good one. And if you're like, if you ever get to a party early or like are meeting someone at a bar and like you're for some reason early and you're hungry, but you're like have to wait for them to eat, get a Guinness because it'll like, it's like eating an appetizer. Yeah, oh, it's interesting. Good yeah. point. Good point. Well, that was fun. Our fellow Genovians, what's your favorite donut and drink? Let us know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Thank like, you for telling now us. Know all our favorite drinks. Let's dive in. Would you read yeah. our synopsis? For I you? would love to. All right. Big section here, guys. We've got a lot to cover. We are finishing volume nine, Princess Mia. Wednesday, September 22nd, midnight, the loft through the end. So here we go. Mia tells JP that she's not ready for a new relationship. And he says that he'll wait. Mia continues to panic when she gets emails from Michael and consistently deletes them. Mia finds an executive order drawn up by Princess Amelie that was stuck behind her portrait, making Genovia a democracy. When she presents it to Philippe and Grammaire, they immediately dismiss it. Mia is distraught and approaches Lily for help. Lily screams at Mia, says hurtful things, and proudly declares being the creator of IHateMiaThermopolis.com. Boris comforts Mia and encourages her to email Michael back. At therapy, Dr. K suggests Mia stop being so passive and take control of her life. At the Domina Ray event, Mia reads 
everyone Amelie's journal and declares that Genovia become a democracy. At the end of the night, Mia kisses JP and finally starts to feel hopeful. She opens an email from Michael, commending her brave actions, and hits reply. So, this lot is a happens. big one. It's Great a big job. one. The central theme of this section, I think, is doing what's right is not always easy, but it can lead to great things. Full disclosure, I totally teared up listening to this section. Oh, like, really? I, I did. I got emotional at the, uh-huh. um, when she reads the letter, or, okay, I guess when it's the press release about what happened at the event, yeah. and it describes, like, the passages she read, I totally got emotional. It is really nice, and it definitely yeah. has those, like, the, the, the Eleanor Rosner, Eleanor Roosevelt quotes that are like yes. that'll get you that'll exactly. get you and I love that I love that and, we hear what happened through a press release and not through Mia's own words because it's absolutely it's real it's, in that sense yeah we'll talk about it Dr. Liz I'm sorry were you gonna say something oh no I was just I was gonna compare you to you and Rosie O'Donnell both cheering up during <laughs> <laughs> So one of the many things you have in common yes i'm oft compared <laughs> to rosie um all right let's let's dive in so i feel like a lot a lot of this section is mia reading amelie's journal and realizing that like her life is not so hard <laughs> she's not dealing with a plague um unlike people nowadays um <laughs> and Anyway, she she feels bad for leaving JP hanging. We left off after the explosion. JP said he loves her, and she was kind of like, we'll talk about this later. Um, and she sort of starts to warm up to the idea of being interested in him. But she emails him, and she's like, I need time to figure my shit out. Can I go off on like a side note real quick? Yeah. I, I cannot believe Helen made Mia go to school. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Like, I would have been it's, like, "Oh my god, you just got exploded!" And like, mm-hmm. obviously, you're staying home. But that's like total sidebar right. nation. Like, we don't have to like go into that. I just that's like just something I was like, "That's weird." Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even like Helen and and her dad, like, believe that he was like that. No one's like, "No, you're not going yeah. into that school." That someone they just <laughs> yeah, no one's someone freaking out. Yeah. yeah. No. And like we talked about before, it's kind of BS that she and JP weren't suspended oh, like yeah. Kenny was. Oh, yeah, with- but yeah. that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, yeah. Michael emails Mia about the explosion. Um, yeah. And every time she gets an email from him, she's like, well, I'll open it because maybe he's changed his mind and is asking for me back. Which, like, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's what we all would do if we had been dumped and we're hearing yeah. from our right. significant other. But it's it's not that. But she does note that she's not as panicky with this email as she's yeah. been in previous emails. I really, I love this section for a multitude of reasons, but, um, and I'll bring it up when it happens again, but it is, it's really nice that it's talking about, I feel like when the media portrays depression and anxiety, they do a poor job of talking about like, the good parts like obviously you always have depression and anxiety like it's not something you just like get rid of but you're not constantly in a state of depression or anxiety like there are moments in your life where like you have normal like feelings and you're happy and like and it is night like you very significantly do notice like oh my palms aren't sweating like and that's nice so I really really love this and I've 
Thank you, Meg. Thanks, Meg. Well said. I'm glad you said that. Um, She also takes this time to reply to JP's email and says that, or I'm sorry, JP replies to her email about wanting to, that she's not ready for anything. And he says that he will wait for her. He replies super fast too. Like, of course, he, he was sitting yeah. in front of his computer. Yeah. Like, of course, he replied fast. He was waiting. <laughs> yeah, he's but, not playing it cool. No, but also I feel like that contrasts so much with Michael, who is like, "I'm not waiting for you." Like previously, yeah. And then JP's like, "No, no, I'll give you all the time you need me." Yeah, like I'm waiting for you. True. Um, he doesn't really give her all the time she needs, but we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but That's anyway. Fair. Mia sees Kenny outside of school the next morning and doesn't recognize him. I love She's like, she this is like a some blindness. hot guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mia has total face blindness. She did the same thing with um with Boris, where she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, who's this hottie? Who's this hottie? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's kissing Lily. And she's like, when did he get hot? Like probably a year and a half ago, and you're just know, not right. and she just hasn't yeah. noticed because um and Mia wonders if Lily is behind I hate Thermopolis.com in this moment when she's like watching them outside of school um yeah but anyway at school everybody is like so excited about the prospect of Mia and JP being together because like obviously you watch a man save a woman from a f- flaming ball of flames and I mean like, yeah wow, we talked about it's together. a big deal <laughs> yeah it's a big deal yeah I mean and it would be that would be super romantic if they just ended up yeah. happily ever after. I'm That'll such a nice. shipper. I absolutely would be in that boat. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like they're the better, like they match better, right? They're supposed mm-hmm. to both be like, like they think they look better together. They're both right, like they're both like artsy. Yeah. yeah, even yeah. though Michael and Lily are come from quite a well-to-do I background guess, yeah, as well yeah we they, 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 they act like, like, like the celebrity right yeah. yeah so I guess yeah anyway. no you're totally right it is like just a lot of people projecting like well y'all are in the same y'all are in the same situation y'all have to be together yeah it's Ken and Barbie you have to. Yeah. you're both right. tall exactly. Ken and Barbie <laughs> um Lana and Trisha sneak me out of school um, for some self-care, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, that and they, is really cute. Lana refers to Kenny as Beaker, as the news <laughs> has been doing. The Muppet Beaker. Uh, I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and Lana, like, kind of has this connection with Mia when she says, like, about how Mia's feeling about Michael. She says, like, that's exactly how I felt about, felt about Josh. And suggests that Mia needs a rebound guy. Well, and in true Lana fashion, which I love, she's like, that's exactly what happened to me. Like what happened was that I needed to like find someone else to distract myself. And I did. And I found that in Blaine and Trish is like, <laughs> Blaze, like, well, whatever his name was. It doesn't matter. Whosoever. That's what a rebound guy is though, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your rebound guy isn't named Blaze. What are you What's doing? even the point? Yeah. <laughs> I love this too. Um, J- or Trisha's talking about JP. Um, or Lana's like, I mean, let, uh, he let himself get set on fire for you. And Trisha goes, getting set on fire is so hot. Trisha informed me, apparently without irony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, so funny. Mia, Mia tone, tone yeah. down the attitude. Mm-hmm. They're trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> it is hot. 
um, in a lot yeah. of ways. And yeah, um, you do. she also mentions the thing about JP doesn't like smell good to Mia, like Michael, like she's obviously so obsessed with smelling his neck. And Lana's like, just get him some yeah. cologne. I love this. Yeah. It's, such a, it's a callback too, to mm-hmm. book one, like page like three of book one. Which yep, I love. with the Josh thing with the cologne yeah. about how he one? wears Dracar Noir. Dracar <laughs> Noir, yes. Oh, it's so cute. So JP is continuing to ask Mia out, even though he said he was fine to wait and he's such a fucking nice guy. He's like, let's go out, let's hang out, giving her like 80 different options every time she turns him down. And I wish you would pump the brakes a little because mm-hmm. you said you yeah. would wait, give it like 48 hours instead <laughs> he's asked her break out up with michael yeah and she just told him she wasn't ready to date him and he like said literally cool, yesterday like yeah, literally like at midnight 12 so hours ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like um, let's hang out on friday and she's like i can't and he's like why and she's like no literally i can't like i'm not making an excuse like i have a thing i have a speech to give mm-hmm. blah 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 you know i'm a fucking princess so i have to do these things and he's like okay how about saturday yeah like it's incessant come on just give her a little breathing room my guy doesn't matter here's what matters the big thing happens Mm -hmm. the biggest thing of all things which mia herself says nothing this big has ever happened to her and it's true for once in her life she's not exaggerating yeah this is a big deal she knocks over the portrait of princess amelie and out comes a parchment and it was like hidden behind her it was like hidden within the frame I guess um and this is where I guess she realizes that the passage that said that she was hiding something close to her heart did not mean physically as in was burned with her in her funeral pyre she says the same (laughs) thing I said about her which is she was like obviously it wasn't there (laughs) yes exactly But she says, like, Princess Amelie has totally saved my butt. Um, And so we find out in the next section what it is. Um, The parchment was an executive order to allow the Genovian people to elect their leader, which would have protected them from the evil Francesco. Mm -hmm. Um, And she rushes over to the plaza or wherever Grommet is staying, the Four Seasons, the wherever it is um the is it the waldorf okay the force yeah (laughs) um and they're like no like they dismiss it fairly quickly Um, like yeah they're so dismissive of they're like wow that's really cool that you found this um and like her dad is like it's it's like sort of maniacal he's like grab he's not grabbing it from her he's like looking at it and he's like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and like slowly like putting it into his Mm -hmm. gucci briefcase (laughs) <laughs> which is name checked um, yeah and, and he she, yeah but, sorry <laughs> oh but just i mean it, he has grown up and is now ruling this country like as i'm the absolute monarch of this country that I, that probably would be your reaction like yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna we're just gonna sweep this under the rug no one has seen this in the last however many hundreds of years yeah no 400 years well, and he I, makes I, a oh, couple sorry. of he makes a couple of good points about like Genovia is like one of the happiest countries in the world or no one pays taxes but on the flip side he would say that either way yeah. he's in charge yeah. um but Mia suggests he run for prime minister because there's nothing saying he can't yeah and like to be yeah. fair we do know that Philippe is 
he takes his job very seriously. Like mm-hmm. he isn't right. just collecting money. He seems like a good monarch. Yeah, he's a good monarch. He has like, he says like, I have multiple like things in the works right now. This could totally derail all mm-hmm. of that. Like he actually cares about his job and he wants his peoples to be happy, which is to I- me his point. Uh, there's a very good chance he would win an election because people already know how he rules. They know he that he cares about them and he wants what's best for his people. So like, what's Stay the wound? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do no. question a little bit though. Like if he's this absolute monarch. So he's the person that's in charge and there's no one else in charge. How is he spending so much time in New York? Yeah. Don't, don't well, worry about it. <laughs> he honestly, if you really pick it apart, he's not in New York as much as it seems. Like a lot okay. of their conversations are on the phone. He is in New York a lot, but she does mention that uh, in every book that he's in Genovia okay. for like something or other. Like he doesn't spend. Like, oh, my dad is here. That's weird. I wasn't expecting him. Right. He doesn't spend nearly yeah. as much time there as Grammaire does. How is Grammaire there so much? is yeah. well, my she question doesn't... for sure but like she's I guess has less yeah. to do <laughs> yeah she's just ceremonial at this point maybe yeah uh definitely but she's panicking about the she's um, like democracy again yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> really panicking what is she talking about yeah, she's like, well, and the prime minister will have the palace carpeted. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on my beige carpet at my yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just had this happen on a set because like producers came in and were interfering and they were like, one, we had this like gorgeous set that had all these beautiful colors and it looked really cool. And these producers came in who thought they knew anything about anything and were like, you know what? My wife just told me about this great carpet and wall color and both of them were like the w- most heinous beige you've ever seen that just belonged in like corporate law firm bullshit. But don't worry, the set turned out fine. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Beige carpet, thumbs down. I need to get my floors redone. Um, but Mia gets really, really upset at their denying the validity of it. And she thinks it's because it was written by a teenage girl, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know if that that's Philippe's true yeah. reasoning. It seemed more like it was just because it was 400 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really see that it was because it was a, a teenage girl, more just that it was old and that it was going to take away his powers and like no one else knew about it. So right. why? Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of, I'm of that same mindset. To be fair, obviously it was 400 years ago and- she only ruled for 12 days. So, mm-hmm. it and it was sense. a reaction to an extreme situation. Right, exactly. Right. It wasn't like a normal situation. It was not what the, it was not the situation they're in now. Like, mm-hmm. n- like their peoples aren't dying. Their country is kind of, is fine. Like they're booming. Everything's going great. So right. to kind of, yeah. to throw a wrench in that could be kind of detrimental to the country as a whole, if you're not careful. Yeah. And, and I, Sorry, Dr. Liz, go oh, ahead. As I'm saying, I think that even, like, Mia thinks that this piece of paper is automatically they're going to become this democracy, but I think there would be a lot more that, like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to, to that. Verified. <laughs> yes. there's, it's mm-hmm. not like it's just all of a sudden you show it to Parliament and Parliament is like, yes, definitely, we're going right. to be a democracy now. And then For the sure. other question is, like, what is their Parliament? Like, if they're an absolute monarchy, is their par- 
parliament like a house of lords and they're just right. all gonna be like mm-hmm. oh no no because if we go democracy then like we're all gonna lose out too right so, like, this isn't real we're not ratifying this yeah and I don't know I was I was back and forth a lot reading this section about do I agree with Philippe or not um, <laughs> until Mia Mia makes a good point she says how could the Genovian people miss what they've never had and I thought that was a really yeah. good point because I mean I guess in our western ideals democracy is like the the gold standard of like the right. people choose your leaders and we've been brought up on that notion that like that's the way you do it um which I mean, it does seem superior to just letting someone who was born to a certain family rule. Uh, right. That doesn't really seem fair. <laughs> I also no, yeah. looked it up. I was real. I was like shocked when they came out and they were like, "Oh no, no, this is an absolute monarchy." Like, Philippe rules by the the grace of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's there, are, at least according to Wikipedia, there are only five countries in the world that are absolute monarchies and one of them is vatican city which i I think is probably not yeah that's a yeah that's a uh, yeah yeah but it's like brunei oman saudi arabia and then like some african country that's a teeny interesting it is yeah it's a shock yeah yeah and that they would yeah that they would even still be Mm-hmm. And we do learn that Monaco is a constitutional monarchy. Mm-hmm. It's very important because yeah. Grandmère yeah. is immediately like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so interesting that we've all uh, had a lot to process here. I think um, there's a lot to dive into. Um, but anyway, so Mia's grappling with what's just happened. Like she's kind of in shock. She thought that she was going to bring the parchment to Grandmere and Philippe and they were gonna be like fuck yes you go bitch and like yeah. <laughs> and that was gonna be like, a force let's <laughs> right. change the entire yeah. structure of our country mm-hmm. over right now let's right. get on a plane like that's not what happened not at all and so Mia tells Tina that she's stressed about something something more important than the precious <gasps> gift oh my goodness and Wild, then right? I will not pass notes in class I will not pass notes <laughs> yeah. in class <laughs> exactly Tina doesn't find out what it is but later that day, I mean, obviously Mia has thought of nothing else beside this, which fair for once her obsessiveness is valid. Like, how could you think about anything else in this time? Um, and she decides she's going to ask Lily her opinion. Oh, Ooh. this is rough. This is this a really is so rough. rough. I mean, I, I feel like though it shows how like naive and sweet and loyal Mia is yeah. like me is like you know what there's no way Lily's not gonna help me out she's my best friend she always does whatever's yeah. going on like she's still gonna be there for me and, and it's been like two weeks like we've both had yeah. time to heal like there's no way she can still be mad at me and it's it's so sad because like she really does she yeah. she walks up to Lily she's like really scared she is scared she's mm-hmm. like this is a perfect yeah. opportunity she's sitting by herself because like Kenny's not here and Blah, blah, Beaker. Blah, so <laughs> Beaker's not here. People are elsewhere, like parents at an orthodontist appointment. Anyway, and she like approaches her with such like uh, not like desperation. What's the word? With such conviction. I don't know. And yeah. She's just, like, Lily, yeah. like I am trying to figure out how to do this. You're the only person I could think of who can help me with this because I know you'll care about this. And I'm like begging you, I need help with this. And 
Lily just starts off with, why are you even speaking to me? Mm-hmm. Not a great start. Nope. And then Lily, I mean, Mia, excuse me, doesn't need, doesn't really help the situation because she says, she says, this is stupid. I told this whole cold shoulder thing is stupid. I never even did anything to you. Mm-hmm. Not true. One, not yeah. true. Two, like not a great way to like, if get someone, someone on you your side. <laughs> yeah, like you don't get to decide how your actions made someone feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a learning curve. That's a learning curve that I don't think a lot of 16-year-olds understand. And Mia's Mia's whole thing is just awful. I mean, the gist of it is she says basically like save it for the New York Post, as if Mia is like wanting the attention. She t- not only tells her that all of her friends are just using her like Lana. She says Lana's just using her. She says that Tina's using her. And also she says, you, Michael doesn't love you and he hasn't loved you since he broke up with you. He's glad to be rid of you because you can't figure things out for yourself because you're such a mess. Mm-hmm. That's just- Very cruel. Yeah, a knife in the heart. And then she tops it off, cherry on top of this, asshole Sunday is I created I hate me at thermopolis.com me your former best friend who knows everything about you who knows your a lot of your secrets who has been there for you through the most tumultuous times of your life I created an entire website where now everyone around the world is just talking shit about you on this one website yeah yeah She also, to be fair, she reiterates why she is so mad at Mia. Mm -hmm. On page 246, she says, first you break my brother's heart, then you steal my boyfriend, then you think you can ask me for advice about your completely dysfunctional family. And meanwhile, every time she's told Mia this, it's like Mia has like earplugs in. Like she will not take that in and accept that that's why Lily's mad at her. And Lily says, sorry, what? Oh, I was just like, just from reading them and I feel like Lily doesn't really care that she broke Michael's heart like that's just she doesn't think she did she thinks well, Michael no, I, broke... I don't think Mia thinks she did but I feel like Lily's just using that as an extra like oh, if it was if I Lily agree. wasn't already mad at her I yeah. don't think that would bother her at all it's just that it's an True. extra like sheet thing she can add to it I think she's more mad that Mia didn't succeed in keeping Michael in America than she is that she's mad that Mia yeah. broke his heart personally yeah. like I mean that I and also like that tracks for Lily for her past like decisions like she she doesn't care about other people's hurt she cares about how their hurt is affecting her basically yeah Which, true that's a good point um and she says to Mia on page 246 nothing is ever your fault is it Mia but then why should you ever admit you were in the wrong when the victim thing is working so well for you <laughs> Can you hear that? Kuz is also feeling like a victim right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Please be quiet. Go lie down. There's nothing happening. Um, anyway, and I, th- I think that's true. Like, Mia really doesn't accept accountability for any of, I mean, me, Lily, Lily's told her time and time again, like, why I'm mad at you. But all in all, Lily is clearly in the wrong here because she's yeah. really unnecessarily cruel. And I mean, making an, a website all about hating on your former best friend, super, super mega unacceptable. I wonder if this would be an appropriate yeah. time. Liz uh, informed me of a, um, of a certain list she had created about a Ooh. certain Moscovitz. 
Ooh, would you like would a different like to... yeah. I, I tend to know, so I was telling Francis that I, I blame lockdown induced insanity and boredom um, <laughs> for creating this list oh I'm so excited but as reading as I was reading these books I have realized that I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Moskowitz and how he treats I me mean, which I realized this might be controversial but I created the list of the top 10 reasons why Michael Moskowitz is the worst. Oh, yeah. hell yes. I am excited. You know, channeling, channeling to the Mia and her diary list. You're in good company right now because I just yeah. revealed, I think in the last episode or maybe the mm-hmm. one before that I did not care for Michael and Mia together um, yeah. in my t- in my teenage years. I like them now. Like I, I get the whole thing. <laughs> I get the whole thing about like why they were together and like why JP was put in there. But yeah. And when I was in high school, I definitely did not care for Michael. So please, I would love to hear your list of top and reasons you hate Michael Moskowitz. Yes. All as right. would I. So my list. So number one is he pressures me to have sex. I know he kind of backs off a little bit, but he still is like very strongly. And she's only like 15, which, mm-hmm. you know, Two is he gets mad when Mia has her friends over the hotel, but then when he has his parents' apartment mostly to himself, he throws a party. Oh, mm, that's a good one. I didn't yeah, know that. I hadn't thought about that. He he doesn't care that an 18-plus-year-old busboy is in the closet with his 14-year-old sister. Mm-hmm. Just everything with Judith Gershner. She definitely liked him when they were sleeping together, when they were, and he totally ignored that. She was like, if you snap your fingers Michael I'll come and then any person that says <laughs> like David Lombard. oh yeah and any person that says you, <laughs> you <laughs> when me asked if they were dating and he's like no any person that says oh you asked me x but why was happening you should have asked me why knows that like yeah me like, didn't ask if they were sleeping together he asked mm-hmm. if they were dating like he knew he was wrong when he didn't tell her that then he says he's not going to go to me as prom even though he knows prom is important to Mia. When he's talking about like moving to Japan, he's like, no, we would not, I would, I'm not going to your prom, Mia. He won't give the things Mia likes a chance, like the theater. So when she's at the theater with JP, she's like, it's so nice to have someone who's not like making fun of this into my ear. They supposedly talked about sex regularly, like every couple months to bring it up. And he never mentioned that he had, and I wrote, done it in capital letters. Oh, Thank as you. it should be. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, how, yeah that's the appropriate. So he never uh, mentioned that they had, he had done it before. And I feel mm-hmm. like he, that should have probably come up. Mm-hmm. He keeps emailing me after he broke up with her. Like, you need to give her some, even though you say you're going to be friends with her, like, she doesn't respond. Give her some space, dude. Like, you know, give it time. She'll come back. Mm-hmm. I think he has to know about IHateMia.com. Like, He's still talking to people at the school who probably know about it. And his sister has created about it. Our sister has created it. And he hasn't done anything about it. Like, he's got to have some idea that this exists. And my biggest number 10 is that when he's talking about moving to Japan, he tells me that one of the reasons why he's moving to Japan is because she won't have sex with him. I think True. that's a pretty good. I think that's a good list. I, think <laughs> I that's hate it, but it's all nice. very accurate. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. disagree with anything that's you're saying. In my head, and again, it's it's the, the lockdown induced insanity that I was like, I can't. I mean, in in this in this book, in this course of this series, we are very much we are pitted against Michael to a certain degree. 
I mean, intentionally, I think, I mean, because we, we have a, we have a relationship unfolding, we see it progress, and then we Mm -hmm. see it kind of fall off. And you kind of, regardless of if you want to, you always do kind of pick sides in a breakup. And obviously, we're picking Mia's side. Obviously, we love, like, this is told from Mia's perspective, we're going to pick Mia's side. And we did, we have said, most of these things just not condensed that way yeah I was gonna say I don't like hearing it all put together (laughs) so wait Liz is it safe to say that you're team JP right now definitely team JP right now I although I think if I read these as a teenager I think I definitely would have been team Mike like I would have totally been Mike. like ignored all the stuff yeah like oh yeah Michael but I think reading it as a 30 year old you see all of the red flags and you're like, yes, oh, no, no, no. I think that I, I actually, I have more I'd like to say about team Michael versus team JP, but I think I'm, I don't want to say it until book 10. That's um, but I, that list was eye opening. <laughs> yes. Like you said, Francis, we have said most of those things, but like not condensed like that. <laughs> and it, it's true. It really brings to the forefront that Michael is a flawed character I mean as is Mia like as Mm -hmm. is everyone that's what makes a good character yeah but like it's mm, yeah it gives us some stuff to think about and especially I mean I think at this moment we are or at least I am and I remember as a teenager also doing this really rooting for Mia to Mia to move on and that in yeah, a bad yeah. way, like, I think that's a very natural progression in your life where you have your first heartbreak and, mm-hmm. and eventually you have to move on and eventually you have to kind of reconcile whatever feelings you're feeling and kind of hope for the best. Yeah. You know? It's <laughs> and, an important part of that. growing up. Yeah. Um, we, want yeah. That. we want me to be happy. Yeah. And I, I think you can, you grow as a person too. So like your first, like your high school romance isn't necessarily like some people do somehow end up with the people that they dated in high school but I think for the most part like you're not the same person that you were no. when you're in high school <laughs> yeah so it's, you can grow I mean I mean no. and again Blair the millionth time my parents met in high school yeah my mom it's still up in the air whether my mother loves my father yeah we'll she, never know we don't we'll <laughs> never know has she said she loves him I don't know <laughs> yeah no I think Liz thank you for putting that together that was um that was illuminating. <laughs> um, but it does anyway, bring us around. It to does. A very good, a very good point. Yes. Which is Mia is up, not just in, the, is she in the stairwell? Is she up on the roof? She's in the third floor stairwell, like exactly. okay. towards the roof. Okay. So she is crying, obviously, because that is super Naturally. traumatizing to be, because even if you're yes. just yelled at in front of people. Right. Like, and yeah. everyone in the cafeteria heard everything Lily screamed at her, yeah. which is humiliating yeah. on top of being extremely hurtful. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, she is lucky that it is not like 2020 though, because- not only would she be humiliated, yes, but it would also be oh, recorded yeah. and it would be, be all be over on, the internet. On YouTube. Yeah, it'd be like a fucking TikTok. Oh my god, yeah. no! Before be terrible. Before we say what happens here, I just want to point out that Lars is <gasps> obviously very sweetly concerned. He's like, yes. "Do you want me to call your yeah. mom? Like, what? Do you want me to call what your can dad? I do? Like, yeah. It's yeah. so sad. It and is I really love sad. It. Anyway, yeah. sorry. it's Go it's ahead. no, no, no. You're so right. I'm so glad you said that. That was though. I was gonna say like it's really, really sweet. And she's like, 
no, thank you so much. And it is funny that she's like, Lars is guarding the stairs. I've told him not to let anyone up. And then there's like a caveat. And she's like, obviously, like if a teacher comes or Principal Gupta or whatever, like they can come <laughs> up, but like nobody else. Yeah. And then she hears someone coming up the stairs and she's like, why the heck would Lars have let someone up? I explicitly told him not to. <laughs> I'm 16 and I'm in charge of everything. Um, <laughs> but she is a princess. Out, yeah, right. Like it's, um, it's law. I mean, it's Lars. It's Boris. <laughs> it's Boris that has been let up Boris and I forgot about this scene and rereading it is so wonderful and it just makes you love Boris so much and Boris is basically (laughs) so funny because she's like Boris it's really sweet of you to say like how what's like or oh sorry he says so he says what Lily said about Michael being sick of you I can't tell you how I know but oh, sorry, it's not true. It's not true what she said about Michael. And she's like, Mia says, that's really sweet of you to say. And he says, I'm not being sweet, um, <laughs> which is so perfect and porous. Mm-hmm. But basically he says like, I can't tell you how I know this, but I know Michael's sending you emails and I know you're not responding. And I think you should respond to him because y'all said you wanted to be friends. And like, if you want to be friends, you should respond to him. And he should know he should know that that you're upset or whatever right. well um, he says tina told him right no she's like to tell you and, and he he says, he's yes. just like uh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> and mia's also super sweet about boris in this mm-hmm. section she's very yeah. complimentary of him which i think shows a lot of growth absolutely yeah. as we can see in the our dwindling roast of boris sections i think yes. that the roast of at least in this one it almost should be switched to the roast of kenny <laughs> right she roasts kenny a the lot literal more roast than, of kenny yeah. wise <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah so that's a very sweet interaction and boris walks her to class even though i would have fully yeah. fucking left school after that oh yeah. right um, she doesn't anyway oh, but she does go yeah she goes to get her manny petty that is before is this that happened, though. They, okay. they came back to school. Um, because what did she skip PE? Yeah, she skipped, I think, PE. And then they came back to oh, school. Oh, no, it is after. Oh, it is? It is. Lana and Trish insisted on taking me out for what they call to call a Manny, Manny Petty timeout. But they, they had skipped class earlier to go to Starbucks. That's right. when the JP okay. combo happens. Gotcha. Um, and she okay, and then they leave again. I'm not really a waitress, <laughs> yeah. Red. Right, the shade of red that Grammaire yes. abhors. Which that's an that's an OPI color that oh. I really that, that I really like. I'm wearing Lincoln Park After Dark right now. It's really chipped, but it is there. So after school, is something very important happens. Mia goes to therapy. Mm-hmm. Doctor K has watched the movies of Mia's life, as she instructed him to do, which. It's funny because it's clearly the movies we have seen mm-hmm. in the real world. Because yeah. um, he's like, well, Genovia has a prime minister. And um, she's like, she's the like, movies got it wrong. That's the part they got wrong. Like, how's he supposed to know that license. when yeah. you told him to study those films? <laughs> right. But anyway, he tells her another horse story about Poncho and how Poncho is basically a pushover. And Mia's like, I get it. Like, I'm a pushover. Blah, blah, blah. How is this supposed to help me? She's like, I'm asking you for help. Like, mm-hmm. how, and now you tell me I have to figure it out myself. How much are you getting paid an hour for this anyway? Rude. Like, rude. Extremely rude. Rude. He, he kind of, he comes down a little hard on her, but I think in a very productive way where he's mm-hmm. like, you have done nothing about everything that's happened to you. 
like you've been okay with you know you, the man you love says he doesn't want to be with you you said okay your best friend screams at you in the cafeteria and made an evil website about you and you don't care and your family is disregarding the wish of your ancestors and you haven't done anything so like what are you gonna do punk yeah basically <laughs> um and she's like i she says, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he says, it isn't what you're supposed to do, Mia. What do you want to do? And she says, I want to do the right thing, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Nutt says, do what Princess Amelie would do. And of course, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You crazy old man. Right. Um, yeah. She's like, what, do you even, what does that even mean? What does that even I mean? Go. I have yeah. to go. But he says on her way out, he says, why don't you bring your grandmother with you next week? I think you'll have some stuff to talk about. Love it. Um, Which is great. It is Love. great. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. they have a need. They do need to meet. I mean, certainly they yeah. need to meet at they this point. Mm-hmm. But also I'm- this is, wait, we didn't talk about too that, um, Grandmayor on Thursday at Princess Lessons, I believe, was like, just come here right after school tomorrow so we can get you ready for the Doma Ray shindig. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I can't have to go to therapy. And Grandmayor doesn't really react. She just kind of goes, oh. oh. Well, then after. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just kind of like, yeah, she just says, yeah, then after. Mm-hmm. And I guess apparently no one had told Grandmayor that Mia was in therapy. They just said that she had a standing appointment for something. Mm-hmm. No, they sort of did, remember, because in the last section, she was like, what is this your father telling me about you having a mental crisis? And Philippe's like, I didn't say that. So, like, Philippe's told her something about therapy. So they just haven't told her that, like, I mean, maybe she just didn't know it was, like, a continuous journey. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I-, I thought you already went to that. Yeah, we <laughs> go on. You're not fixed. Right. right. Yeah. True. Um. I think that she kind of has to be okay with it. I think Philippe probably, like, brought down the hammer on that one. Yeah. They're getting ready for the thing, the Dome and Array thing, the big event. And Mia, again, tries to talk about the executive order. And Grandmere is like, oh, your father showed me you'd be over this by now. <laughs> rude. Yeah. So rude. Also, does he know Mia? Really? Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, have and you met? Mia mentions yeah. that she's called him, like, multiple times that day, and he hasn't answered. <laughs> Um, so he knows that she's not over it. Mm-hmm. Also, sidebar, Bella, the Contessa Trevani's yeah. granddaughter, and Prince Renee are having a girl. Yeah, and she's, like, about to pop. Like, and My um, stomach just growled so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> Mia says that she actually is glowing, like mm. they always talk about. Um, and she's, like, it serves, it totally serves my cousin Renee right, the fact that he's having a girl because of what mm-hmm. a man slut he's been, which obviously we don't slut shame anyone, but it seems no. like Renee was a bit of a cad. So he deserves also- a bit of fire. I love that she's having a girl too because these books are so much about female relationships Mm -hmm. and I think that it's I don't know just another reminder that like female relationships are some of the strongest and most powerful relationships and women are amazing. Also a callback to book two Beverly Bell Reeve is at this event (laughs) who interviewed her Mia in her interview where she outed her mom for being pregnant by her algebra teacher (laughs) all those volumes ago and she notes that Mia seems so grown up and I love that it's really nice Mm-hmm. It's really nice to see. And it's nice to see Mia's reaction to seeing her because she doesn't say some shit about her like, you know, like, oh, like my dad's ex, like 
at least yeah. she's like covering her boobies now or something like that because that feels like something 15 year old Mia would say or like 14 exactly, year old Mia yeah. would say um so much growth yeah so nice and then yes the speech and Mia has a revelation right before going yes. on stage yeah. she realizes she was like I just need someone to tell me what to do and then she's like oh my gosh someone did tell me what to do mm-hmm. 400 years ago <laughs> explosion not in the book the mental explosion oh yeah (laughs) yeah we've already had a real explosion this one's just of the mental variety and the headline so immediately following that entry is a press release with the headline princess drops bomb of a different kind this is of course piggybacking off of the press from yesterday's bomb the literal bomb (laughs) that exploded (laughs) at school mia went rogue big time and didn't give the speech about drainage, uh, which was probably for the best either way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she reveals Princess Amelie's journal and declaration. She reads the journal entries. She reads the declaration. All 2,000 attendees are incredibly moved. And it's just amazing. She tells them about Genovia is going to become a democracy. And she reads some beautiful quotes that I don't have written down, um, but they are lovely. Do one thing every day that frightens you. Right. And remember one other thing that Eleanor Roosevelt said. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You are capable of great things. Never let anyone try to tell you that just because you're, well, you've only been a princess for 12 days, you don't know what you're doing. And that quote is also in the first Princess Diaries movie. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Says it to Lar- her I mean, when Lily's bullying her. Joe. Joey. Joey. Mm-hmm. Joe. Um, and as I said before, I love that this is from an outside source and not Mia's journal. So it's you, so good. Yeah. Yes. You get the real presentation of what happened and everyone's sobbing, including Grammaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sobbing for a different reason. Right. It's so good. Uh, it, it, it is really great. It's really inspiring and it's really nice. And it, yeah, like you said, I love when they have it from a third person's perspective mm-hmm. of. Yeah the reaction because then at least two we do know that it's a true reaction uh we can get an actual real representation of what mia has done but it's really like a big deal yeah also though i feel like if this did go through which like i can't remember what happens i'm do they even do they talk about in book 10 oh yes okay i can't remember what happens so stay tuned for that but i feel like Worst it's actually scenario, a big like, part of book 10 oh i don't remember it at all i only oh, remember, I remember the i don't remember the big part of book 10 if you know what i mean, I um, know what you mean. <laughs> um but yeah i feel like at the end of the day if the people of genovia were happy they'd just be like nah. they'd just be, you know they'd be like yeah. oh, okay well yeah. Yeah. if they care. think this is best <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i think it's i think it's really cool and like okay going back to something i mentioned in book eight when Lars and Mia are in the car on the way to the airport to stop Michael, Mia mm-hmm. is all about, what have I ever done? I've never done shit. I'm a loser. And Lars is like, you're destined to do great things. Here it is. Mm-hmm. She's making yeah. a huge societal contribution. And I really think it was teed up nicely. Um, everything has gotten her to this point for her to feel like confident enough to do something like this. And I think it's yeah. awesome. Although I do feel like, so I think for Mia and Mia's arc, it is the right thing to do, but I think kind of stepping backwards, I don't know if that's, the, this is the right way to like present right. this, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's extreme. Yeah. 
that there may it's have a been a way to, to get this this story and and the declaration like to the parliament without making a giant announcement in in front of like two thousand people and <laughs> doing this is like no take backs yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's yeah, done now <laughs> they can't say no it's not true right and they already get some some heat saying like that they think the family was hiding the document yeah, or whatever yeah. um but you know whatever I, that's gonna happen I do question a little that Cranmere was very against her getting the diary she was like no mm-hmm. there was yeah. like that's they were true. Like, she was very like Good don't point. look at that don't look at that don't look at that that like, is true and it what makes let's me look question, at sewage like, did, Gra- <laughs> <laughs> did, did Grandmere know Good point. Maybe. Meg, can you tell us? Yeah, Meg, let us know. <laughs> That's a great point. That hadn't Please occurred to me us. at all. Food for thought. Yeah. Hmm. Mia Mia gets offered to join an invitation to join Domina Ray when she turns 18. Grandmere is off- also offered an invitation, um, which is like the only good thing for this evening about Grandmere. Yeah. I mean, about this evening for Grandmere. Um she and Philippe scream at Mia extensively when they leave, but Mia doesn't care. <laughs> like, she's just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. I know yeah, she's just like, sidebar, you guys are going to come to therapy with me next week. <laughs> um, we, and she- <laughs> oh, sorry, please. No, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to say something. I was going to move forward, but I think. Please. Say- oh, okay. I'm going to cut all that out. We don't want to live in the past. Let's move <laughs> forward. I feel like this, this intro to our conclusion is a little problematic mm-hmm. um, because they're like, go home and Lars is in the car with Mia and they're like, and Mia's like, oh, there's a homeless guy. In oh, wait, our- I do have something I want to say before yeah. that. Is okay, that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I just wanted to point out Mia gets on, she berates Philippe for, in the earlier section, filling out that therapy questionnaire oh, yeah. i feel like romantic love has passed me by a little of the time she's like i know that you're living a lie because you told me that you always regret letting mom go and he i rolls her and it's like mia i contrary to what you think i don't spend my days pining away like sometimes i regret that it didn't work out but i'm hopeful that new love is around the corner and which is so i like, love it yeah it's so yeah. perfect and it all like it leads to our conclusion very well but also yes. it's it's really good for me to have this moment because she she lives in such extremes yes, where, uh, where she it's like it's one or the other there's no such thing as in between there's no such thing as like wavering on either side of like your feelings of like in the process of healing like some days are better than others and blah 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 like that's not it it's mm. only like you're devastated or you're doing great right no in between yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too in the last book, I think it was last book when her dad said like, "I lost out on your mother, like don't lose out on Michael." Like that probably hurt her more than it helped her because she's seeing it and she's like obsessing over obsessing it. over the fact <laughs> that yeah. like her dad lost out on his one and she can't lose out on like the one that True. she wants to be with. So h- hearing him be like, "Oh, I don't pine away, pine for her like every day, Mia." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good love point. out there. I think, yeah. I think it, I'm glad he says this though, because I think that this gives a more realistic picture of like what it's actually like to be an adult and to have absolutely had your heart broken 
but it it comes at a very unique time because Francis, if you want to go into what you were about to say, yes, which happens right after, to. I think it's important. Yeah. Which our intro to this lovely conclusion, or I find lovely confu- con- confusion, <laughs> this lovely confusion, <laughs> lovely confusion. That's us in a nutshell. Lovely confusion. <laughs> um, it's a little problematic, which I'm sure we'll talk mm-hmm. about in outdated social norms. But basically, they pull up to me as apartment, and um, <laughs> there's a homeless guy standing in our vestibule. Vestibule? 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 I've always vestibule? heard it said vestibule, but vestibule? I could be I wrong. I've never stood in one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Lars is getting out to remove him. I hope he doesn't have to use a stun gun. Oh, fuck you guys. Not acceptable. <sighs> but anyway, it wasn't a homeless guy. It was JP. And yep. JP, but let's like, please take note. It's one in the fucking morning. And he's granted, asked her to hang out five times and she said no every time. Yeah. And like, granted, it is like a Saturday. So it's not a school night. So like, whatever. But it's still like, it's late at night. It's late. It's too late yeah. for a 16 year old young man to be out wandering the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he's like, hey, I wasn't stalking you. Um, sure. I just like you know it seemed like this really big thing like you're not a like you're not a princess anymore like you were a princess and now you're not a princess like that's fucking wild and she's like no I'll always be a princess it's fine um I mean thanks for going to check on like like thanks thanks for checking on me whatever and but he uh, is complimentary of what she mm-hmm. did he's like you made yeah, a bold move. great job like, that's awesome mm-hmm. um and I this is kind of to go back to what I was saying before she's talking about like looking at JP and being with him and she realizes that like she feels happy mm-hmm. and that is such a big part of like anxiety depression that that media does not portray well where mm-hmm. there are you're not like you feel happy like that's a thing that's a real right. thing and <laughs> it, it is <laughs> it, it's just really nice that the way she describes it is so like true to form I think um where you're like oh oh my god like look at that I'm feeling good right now like that's great and it's great to feel great and it's great to like express that because if the only portrayal of depression you're seeing in the media is just like the awful parts of it like it's going to be really scary for someone if they start experiencing that and hard to Um, accept that that is what you're experiencing exactly yeah um but anyway on on a more romantic note JP, it's like very like mid-sentence, blah, blah, blah. Mia just smooches JP right, right on, on the, the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And it starts to snow. Oh, yeah. So it's romantic. Nice. It's really cute. And she says, like, I felt something. Like, it's not like what I feel with Michael, yeah. but I definitely but, felt yeah. something. Which is cool. It was nice. Yeah. And they kind of end off when Tina says, congrats, you're great, Mia. Um, (laughs) And like, you're great. Yeah. She just says like, you're awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mia gets another message from Michael that Mm -hmm. says the same thing. Like, you're awesome. That's really cool that you did that. And rather than hit delete, she hits reply and she writes him back. Such a good ending. I love the end. It's a great I think ending. It's really yeah, it is good. a good ending. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really good. I'm yeah. I'm happy with the book. Look, guys, we have a happy ending. <laughs> a happy ending. <laughs> we know the last couple depressed. books were rough, but we're we're getting there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thoughts. It's just like Mia. Just like Mia. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's a happy ending and grows. 
Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So not such a happy ending for Philippe and Grand Mare, but no. certainly. They've got a, <laughs> they've got a bumpy happy road ending. ahead. Yeah. They've got a bumpy um, road ahead. Um, absolutely. I have a favorite line I didn't read. If that's all right. Yes, please. I don't have didn't any. didn't fit into the plot. I just thought it was funny. So Mia writes, I don't want to be that girl. The crying emo girl. Next thing you know, I'll start wearing skinny jeans and too much black eyeliner and nail polish and reading vampire romance novels. Which I, I felt personally Mia. attacked by that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> We've done all of those things. <laughs> I still read this like a smutty adult vampire series called The Black Dagger Brotherhood. Check it out. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> it's amazing. Perfect. Shonda Rhimes, make it into a TV show, please. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, that was rude. (laughs) But I just thought it was funny. No, 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 that was a good one. I I remember, yeah, that was a great quote. Did you have any you haven't read yet, Liz? Um, not like, I really liked, there were a few things Lana said that I liked that, um. (laughs) She's good. She's where they're, when they were out, I think maybe when they're at Starbucks and she's, they're talking about, uh, me and JP into the near both always scribbling in those notebooks Lana said pointing at my me composition notebook with a manicured nail like you're doing right now which isn't weird at all by the way <laughs> I just exactly. like that someone pointed that out also um, she gets sushi delivered for lunch every day like what the hell right like yeah there's Dang. a lot there's a Talk lot to unpack privilege. with Lana I can't <laughs> yeah and then I realized I, should, I can find it but there was when after Lily goes off on Mia and tells her she's using her and Lana they're all calming her down and Lana's yep. like no one's using you Mia there's nothing I want from you anyway yeah it's so good it was you know funny but then also I think the whole book I was kind of waiting for the the Lana the other shoe to drop on the Lana friendship like mm-hmm, where is yeah. that gonna go wrong and then I read that and I was like oh maybe not maybe they're yeah. just like, growing <laughs> Yeah, she's, they're just going to be friends. That's her yeah. way of being kind. She's like, yeah. I don't have yeah. anything I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could I be using you? Yeah, why would I want to use you? Right. Impossibly. Do you hear that? Oh my god, I do. Is that, is there, is there something coming through from Liz's end? Maybe it's I, I, Irish drums. I, I do hear it's very, it's really faint. But... <laughs> it might be a bomb of another kind. <laughs> it might be the pop culture machine. Um, mm. Once again, we do not have a lot of pop culture. Um, but we do have a few. So we have Rachel Ray, which I, I feel like we've talked about her just because it was, it's such an early 2000s, mid 2000s thing. But anyway, Rachel Ray is a chef and they were talking specifically about people talking shit about her on the internet, which I don't She got a lot of hate. She did get a lot of hate because of her like 30 minute meals. And I think she's not like a classically trained chef. Isn't she just like? No, she. I think she is. Like, oh, I think she, she is. Okay, yeah, I don't I know. So, um, believe the hype, <laughs> right? Like, whatever. I think. I mean, whatever. But this did remind me of. Did y'all see everyone take in your mind grapes? Go back about six weeks. Um, the popcorn salad. What have y'all seen this? I, no, I've seen headlines about this, but I don't know what it is. Y'all, do yourself a favor. I don't think it made it over here. <laughs> oh my god! So this woman who has a show, like it's a very Rachel Ray type show on um, Food Network or something, and uh, she's like very Midwestern. So a lot of her stuff is like she does a lot of like casserole type dishes. Um, but this one is she makes popcorn in like but she makes it like the fancy way like on her stovetop she makes and then she puts like cheddar powder on top and then she like cuts up all these fucking vegetables like snap peas and like 
carrots and like green onions or something and then she mixes it all together with mayonnaise and and then and she like eats it and she's like it's so good people love it and everyone was like what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about people love it (laughs) yeah i'm looking at a recipe right now it's kind of gross it's so weird but like serve immediately no shit (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's super weird popcorn after like an hour Mm. yeah (laughs) like but the rachel ray thing made me think of that (laughs) um yeah huh uh, and then the next one we have Skeet Ulrich, which do you know who this? I think Jordan, you might know, definitely know who this is. Yeah, I do actually. He is FP Jones on yes. Riverdale, as well <laughs> as the killer in Scream. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> yes, yes. I yeah, think he's exactly. kind of a hottie. I'm not going to lie. He is definitely a hottie. Um, he's definitely a hottie. Yeah. And he's aged like a fine wine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's leaving Riverdale though, which sucks or left. I only watch it when it comes on Netflix. Yeah. And it's airing right now. No spoilers, please. Yeah. No, he's already gone. Yeah. He left, but yeah, he was, he was, he was in that show Jericho too, which I loved mm. that show. He's a um, Southside serpent for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have, or so when, when Grammar's freaking out about um, them being just like a monarch in name only or whatever, um, uh, Sh- Mia brings up Princess A- Aiko, Aiko, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, and Prince- Princess Beatrice, um, my friend from the islands, which I've talked about multiple <laughs> times, Fergie's daughter. Um, you hung out with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she definitely remembers me. I was mm-hmm. like invited to the wedding because of like COVID and blah 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 blah. Like I couldn't go, but uh, right. she was just recently married in 2020. I swear, I think she had a baby, or maybe Eugene yeah, she did, did have a baby. Did she have a baby too. Yeah. Okay, uh, wait, maybe it was or did Eugenie. Eugenie. No, I think the other one did. Yeah, Eugenie did. Eugenie did. Yeah. Okay, so Beatrice just got married. Eugenie just had a baby. Um, but Princess Aiko is really, really cool. Um, I was, when I was reading about her, she's super fucking smart. Um, she's done like, she has like a bunch of like history PhDs and she's opened a bunch of like institutions in, um, Japan. Neato. Um, she's done it. She's opened a bunch of institutions in Japan and she's really, really impressive. Um, Unless she's not and she's a bad person, let me know. We've, we've said that before. If Wikipedia told me she was have. cool. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia told me she was cool. So I that's what I'm basing this off of. But then we end, last one is The Wire. Oh, which yes. Was, which was on from 2002 to 2008. And a lot of people regard this as like one of the best shows best ever. Best shows made. of, yeah. I've never and seen it, but I've always heard I that about either. it. I haven't ever seen it. it it's one of like the shows it. that I've been meaning to watch. Um, So yeah. maybe maybe princess diaries will give me a chance or make me watch it um also i almost just like started reading off my bullies and losers because i was just reading a list um <laughs> i was just gonna keep going but yeah that's all Wait, we had well researched as always thank you great job um quickly dr liz because we haven't done this with you we're gonna have to do our millennial this oh, or that yeah so i'm gonna ask you a series of this or that questions and you choose your preference Okay. Are you ready? I think I am. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Inflatable furniture or see-through phones? Inflatable furniture. Nice. Choker necklaces or studded belts? Studded belts. In sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync. <laughs> Trucker hats or low-rise jeans? Trucker hats. I Brittany just or Extine? Wait, what? I was going to say, I 
the last time I was home, I was like searching for clean jeans and I found a pair of like not super low rise, but low rise. And it low was enough. not fun. It was not fun. <laughs> low rise jeans are trash. Yeah. Um, okay. Brittany or Extina? Brittany. Pokemon or Tamagotchi? Tamagotchi? Mm. Lizzie McGuire or That's So Raven? Definitely Lizzie McGuire. Real World or Pimp My Ride? Pimp My Ride. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's do a bonus question. Tub thumping or mbop? Mbop. Okay. So do you know what tub thumping is? I do know what tub thumping yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. We have we have I'm definitely scream danced to that song yeah. <laughs> in Ireland um, well, multiple times. Yes. I think. Oh. What is it is a, it is a good song, but Mbop is better. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I'm definitely Mbop. an Mbopper. You gotta go with Hanson. What if you had to pick between Mbop and Save Tonight? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it might go That's to Save Tonight. Song. There's a lot of good memories wrapped up in that one. <laughs> oh. You guys um, are so cute. <laughs> um, thank you for participating. That was very fun. I love to get our, our guests' answers on those. Um, dated social norms? Just like stun gunning the homeless guy yeah and like yeah. she said something about like lily and Bor- i mean lily and kenny being um like courtney love and kurt cobain minus the heroin but i was like well <laughs> that's a- <laughs> all right <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> um, yeah but yeah there's yeah just kind of the basics you, you may have mentioned it in the previous episodes but i feel like just i hate mia.com is it yes dated social norms that no one has like done anything to stop this yeah true taken in school and they're not dealing with it more than yeah do mention in section two or three that like there is or no is it this section it's section three is it section three where like they have a policy against online bullying but clearly they're not doing anything to stop it this I was mean, like very in the very early times of yeah. cyber bullying when people yeah. didn't really hardly yeah. even knew like what it was or how to manage it yeah, it's like just like oh uh, yeah don't do that yeah <laughs> don't bully people on the internet the internet is like for asking questions yeah exactly. um yeah or even also it might be more for the last section but that kenny blew up the school and they're just like yeah you're suspended and i feel like now <laughs> yeah. he would be in jail yeah and they're not right. doing punishing his lab partners at all is that all? Anything I think else? so. I think so. I don't. Have, right. I don't have any other ones. Biggest um, bully. I think it's a parent. Yeah. Lily. Yeah. Slash the creator <laughs> of yeah. I hate Yes. Yeah. I couldn't see an argument for anyone else unless someone no. w- would like to make one. Yeah. No, sure. I think it's. I think it's Lily. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone has differing opinions, let us know. But I can't. I. I don't know who else it would be. But as per usual it being lily we can't talk about lily without talking about <laughs> the roast of boris Pukowski. Nice. um i'm gonna like change the section to be like the praise of boris Pukowski because there's nothing but sweetness about him in this yeah. section i'm not actually gonna read it but like the the section where he comes up and to the to comfort her and Mia just says the kindest things about him. He's so thoughtful. Tina is such a lucky girl. I hope someday I can be as lucky as she is. Like, oh, love. I it's love. Really nice. 
I feel yeah. like this section is such a representation of her growth. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. she hasn't There's... mentioned the pants thing, like, this maybe whole book. Stop doing it. Oh, no, yeah. Maybe he's no just way. Maybe Tina's just slowly <laughs> no, no. untucking his shirt. She did, she did mention it um, in section one when Tina makes him come visit mm-hmm. her after mm-hmm. school. You're right. She does mention it. She, so he is still tucking it's his sweater yeah. into his pants. Don't He's you worry. Still doing it. Don't you worry. You the Boris sweater we'll stands out there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Boris sweater stands. Good um, stuff. Love, yeah. love where love this this progression of this relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, loser. Do we have any strong feelings? We have the same loser. I have moderate feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if I call them strong. Liz, do you have thoughts? I thinking maybe Philippe okay that he's lost his not completely but kind of lost his country mm-hmm. yeah I put That's we both put meaning. Mia or our grandmare and Philippe yeah we both have grandmare yeah, and Philippe yeah, just because like they handle the whole declaration really poorly and yeah. because of yeah. how poorly it gets handled yeah. Mia like blows the whole thing up <laughs> yeah um yeah okay I, I, yeah, I love that they just been like we'll, we'll talk about this like let's mm-hmm. you know, have a conversation we'll do something about it then I don't think yeah she and they were kind of nasty about it like grand grandmare being like oh your father showed me you'd be over this by now like that's so degrading just to say about yeah. anything it's rude yeah. nice good look at us awesome <laughs> look, at us go. <laughs> look at us fucking go okay winner let's talk winner winner i put i just said i said mia okay love that i mean Super i think she valid. does a lot yeah <laughs> she grows a lot she she stands up for herself she stands up for her country mm-hmm. um she moves on she moves on a little bit for michael which is mm-hmm. nice to see her take a step in a direction of healing yeah liz do you have thoughts yeah i think i was going back and forth between mia and jp i could uh, see an argument for jp that Mia does, like like Francis said, Mia kind of grows into herself and does what, what's right and all that and gets over Michael a little bit. And then JP also kind of gets Mia in the end. Yeah, clearly what he's been after. If it will be carried over until the next book. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so he does get her. Yeah, so. I had Genovia. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, democracy is being brought to it justly. And I don't know, but that's kind of, I feel like, I always sort of pick something like kind of silly. So I, I would be down with picking Mia because she was really the active, the active participant in all of that. And that's yeah. sort of what we've been basing it on. So I yeah. think we should go with Mia. Oh, okay. Great but, job, Mia. Great job, Mia. Big one for you. I mean, the book is called Princess Mia. That's true. That is very true. Um, very true. This is a good book. I like this one. Me I like too. this yeah. one. My favorites. I say that as about a whole. like eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but as a whole it is it is really great it's it's a nice message and again queen meg just doing the most doing, doing the most yeah. and and she didn't know how relevant it, the whole book was going to be right in 2021 yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that we we're like what the hell she's psychic um very but yeah i mean on that note though i, I mean let us know how you feel about this book i mean this Please. is definitely one of my faves um and 
you can tell us about that in a multitude of ways. We have uh, Facebook, The Podcast Diaries. We have Instagram, The Podcast Diary 1. On Twitter, The Podcast Diary. And you can send us a whole email at thepodcastdiaries at gmail.com. And we have our website. We can find all this info at thepodcastdiaries.com. Oh, um, yes. And you can so, leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash thepodcastdiaries. We officially have two voicemails now. Woo! Very, Very exciting. exciting. Um, Liz, thank you so much for coming back. Thank this you. Great. Royal Wave. Uh, we have a couple, actually. This book was very fitting to um, address mental health, of course. So we have chosen the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which provides advocacy, education, support, and public awareness so that all individuals and families affected by mental illness can build better lives. It's a really cool organization. You can read more about them or find out how to get involved at www.nami.org. Very important. And also, I mean, you know, there's no shame in asking for help. No. As we all know. Can I add a shout out to Millie Marshall, whose book that I have, who yeah. happens to, to pre-glitter it for me. So I bought my book used and it has <laughs> Millie Marshall written in it. And there are little specks of glitter on various pages, which I like to imagine are from body glitter on, on nights out. Oh that my God, that's so cute. That is so, <laughs> so cute. Millie, if you're I listening, thank you. Millie. That is so funny. At us if you're listening. Please do, yes. Oh, that's great. So we are going to take a little break next week. I don't know if you guys know this, but like doing a podcast is a lot of work. Um, <laughs> and every, even princesses need vacations. So we're going to take a little break. Fact. But then we're going to be back with a very special episode. We are going to be reading the book by Mia Thermopolis herself. Ransom my heart. I'm showing yes. it right now, but you can't see this. Because <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have some very special guests. Our friends over at Chiclet Pod are going to be joining us. So, so exciting. I'm pumped for that. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. It'll be fun. I've never read this. You've never read this one. I have not, but I have started reading it. Yes. I'm very uh, excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to start reading it tomorrow. I'm very excited. Okay. I read a book in between. Um, I managed my, I actually like organized myself and managed my time and I was able to read a book for fun on top oh, of reading the last section. It was so <laughs> great. It was so fun. It was actually a, a recommendation by Allie, previous guest. Previous Very guest. good. It's, it's called We're All the Same in the Dark. If you like like mystery th- thrillers, it's wonderful, wonderful. I love, I'm going to tell her yeah. you read it. Oh, I'll, I'll tell her. Oh, okay. I won't tell her. I'll tell her. I mean, yeah, don't <laughs> fucking talk to her. <laughs> tell her. Um, but anyway, now the only thing left to do is to say a royal goodbye to you. And to you. And thank you, guys. You rock. Don't ever change. Thanks for <laughs>